Hello, hello, hello. This is Christopher Radiant Fire Radio, and I'm pleased to bring you another teaching by my wife. This is part three, The War on Gender. And she goes into a lot of detail, has done a lot of research as to what's going on right now in this time period. And I hope that you get a lot out of these messages because she has sought the face of God on what to teach. And these are things right now that you need to understand in order to be an effective citizen of the kingdom of God. Yes, we're here. We're American citizens. But our first citizenship is to the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we are completing this citizenship here on this earth, we're going to find ourselves gaining eternity, gaining a relationship with the Lord that hopefully will last you through all of eternity. We're in a war against the enemy. We're in a war against the devil because he wants to steal, kill, and destroy in our lives. And unfortunately right now he's doing an excellent job at his work, at his task. I don't want you to be deceived or tricked by anything that's going on. So pay close attention to this teaching. The War on Gender, Free Love. Good evening, everyone. How is everybody doing? My chair is squeaking here. Mm. Um, happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome back to Daughters of the King. Thank you for joining me tonight. We are still on our series called War on Gender. And last week, I read to you an article titled Decline of, the Christ, of, of Christianity in America. And in this article, the writer stated during the late 1950s and early 1960s, anti-Christianity got a tremendous boost with the coming of the sexual revolution, denying God's word on the subject found in the Bible. So tonight, I want to talk to you all about the sexual revolution. Um, I am taking this piece by piece because I want to create a foundation of how we've gotten where we are today. So, the writer in the article that I read last week, he notated that Eliminating sex morality is a huge step in eliminating Christianity. I agree. And I'm going to tell you why I agree because he hit it right on the nail. He said, um, once a person is convinced that Christianity has been wrong about sexual sin and abortion and etc. for 2,000 years, it becomes easier to accept that Christianity has been false about other things. And this is exactly what has taken place. I told you all that many people are fighting against God, shaking their fists, saying, I don't want what you think I should have. I don't want to follow your rules. I don't, I don't want to live in a life that you created in this false book called the Bible. God is trying to control me and I just want to be liberated. Well, let's talk about liberation. We're going to talk about that tonight because this is a part of this sexual revolution that got started back in, I think, the 60s. The sexual revolution, also known as 
a time of sexual liberation, was a social movement that challenged traditional codes of behavior related to sexuality and interpersonal relationships throughout the United States and the developed world from the 1960s to the 1970s. Now, when you think of the word liberation, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Freedom, right? I can do what I want. Freedom. So, sexual liberation included increased acceptance of sex outside of traditional heterosexual relationships, which is a man and a woman. Monogamous relationships, which is primarily a marriage between a man and a woman. Um, the normal the normalization of contraception and the pill, public nudity, pornography, premarital sex, homosexuality, masturbation, alternative forms of sexuality, and the legalization of abortion all followed behind this sexual revolution. So, I get questions about, do you think it's a sin if I use a contraception or the pill to prevent myself from being pregnant? Um, those questions that people ask me like that, I pretty much say, this is between you and the Lord. Um, I know the Lord wants people to multiply, but at the same time, these people who have approached me are not married. They are living in this sexual liberation revolution type thing. Now, I've been there. No judgment. I've been there. I have three children out of wedlock. Um, but the, the, the fact is, um, I didn't know Christ. And once I have realized the plan for my life, this thing right here, my soul and my spirit was enlightened. And it wasn't enlightened in a way where I became woke. No, I became free to understand just how much God loves me. Just how much he loves me. Now... This sexual liberation, this sexual revolution um, started many movements. And we're going to talk about a movement called Free Love tonight, okay? Free Love. What does that sound like to you? Free Love. It was a social movement that accepts all forms of love. The movement's initial goal was to separate the state from the sexual and romantic matters such as marriage, birth control, and adultery. It stated that such issues were the concern of the people involved and no one else. The movement began around the 19th century, but was notably progressed by the hippies in the six in the sixties, I'm sorry, 
I remember seeing documentaries about hippies playing their guitar, wearing all type of um, what do you tie dye stuff and bell bottoms, and they're just smoking weed and they're just having sex, being very free. But it really wasn't at that time what it is today. It was more of people just being free to um, sleep with many different men and women. Um, I don't think it was, from my recollection, more of a homosexual type thing that was still hidden at this time. But around this time, people was just like free and everybody wanted peace. They wanted a piece of something. I'm going to tell you that. Um, this is, you know, the free love movement. Now, much of the free love tradition reflects a liberal philosophy that seeks freedom from the state regulation and church interference that's a big one um in personal relationships nobody wants to be judged for living a lifestyle that they want to live outside of the word of god you are dead wrong for putting your perspective opinion true knowledge and wisdom from the word of god um into someone's personal life how dare you how dare you especially when god does nothing for me especially when he hasn't been there i'm telling you this is how people think this is what people say who is god to tell me who i should love i can't help who i love self-control is a fruit of the spirit so you can help it. You can help it. Um, let's continue on because I don't want to get off course here because this is all about free love tonight. So according to the concept or this concept, the free unions of adults or persons at or above the age of consent are legitimate relations which should be respected by all third parties, whether whether they are emotional or sexual relations. Basically, nobody should interfere with nobody's relationship. Um, they should be able to be free to do and love whomever, okay? Now, in addition, some free love writing has argued that both men and women have the right to sexual pleasure without social or legal restraints. In the Victorian era, this was a radical notion. Later, a new theme developed linking free love with radical social change. Now we're about to change here and depicting it as a harbinger of a new anti-authoritarian, anti-repressive sensibility. I don't know what those words mean, but I'm going to tell you they're adding up to what I'm about to say. According to today's stereotype, earlier middle-class Americans wanted the home, 
to be a place of stability in an uncertain world. To this mentality um, are attributed strong defined gender roles, which led to a minority reaction in the form of the free love movement. While the phrase free love is often associated with promiscuity, promiscuity in the popular imagination, especially in reference to the counterculture of the of the 1960s and 1970s. Historically, the free love movement has not advocated multiple sexual partners or short-term sexual relationships. Rather, it has argued that sexual relations that are freely entered should not be regulated by law and by uh and may be initiated or terminated by the parties involved at will so there is a code there is a you know certain things that we would call morals in the bible and these thoughts and these things that they are fighting for in this free love movement is outside of what god would want us to do Okay, the term sex radical is often used interchangeably with the term free lover by whatever name advocates had two strong beliefs, opposition to the idea of forced sexual activity in a relationship and advocacy for a woman to use her body in any way that she pleases. When I read this, I said, whoa. Advocacy for a woman to use her body in any way that she pleases. This is liberation. This is freedom. It's not godly freedom, but this is freedom for women to live however they want to live. Now, Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. Who formed us in the womb? Who did that? Last week, I, were t I was telling you all about... Was it last week? No, it was the week before last. That God created man. So who created a little baby, a little soul, a little body in the womb. Who who knew us before we even entered into the womb to become a flesh and blood body? The Lord. God Almighty, the ruler and creator. Isaiah 64, 8 says, But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are our potter. We are the work of your hand. We belong to God. Whether you want to accept that, whether you want to acknowledge that, God created you. 
Yeah, he did that. He did that. He did that in love. He did it in love. He also understood how tough this world was going to be for his children. But because he knew us before we entered into our mother's womb, we had a relationship with God in spirit. We came down to this earth on an assignment. He gives us free will to either serve him or not. When I say serve him, people misunderstand that and they, they feel like immediately you're, you're adding chains to lock you down into some type of false Christianity, religious type living. And that's not what it is at all. God wants you to be free. It is absolutely not about religion. When he was with Adam in the garden, he did not put Adam into religion. He put Adam into a relationship. He gave Adam the authority to name animals and all kinds of things. He let him use his mind to create just like he is. He's a creator. So, because we are made in his image, we're made in his likeness, we look like God. We are his children. And he does not expect his children to look any other way outside of who his whole being is. He's filled with glory and honor and and holiness and this sexual revolution this sexual liberation totally knocked God out of the box when I say knock God out of the box maybe I shouldn't use that totally took God out of a place a position in this world from what he was supposed to be in and removed him, so to speak, and said, "This is my flesh. This is this is what man wants." We're gonna get, let's we're gonna get into this, y'all, because we have to understand. This is all. This is all, according to the flesh. According to the flesh. Romans twelve one two says, "I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God." To present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Okay. First Corinthians 3, uh, 16 through 17 says, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? This is him being, um, this is him imparting himself inside of us. His spirit is on the inside of us. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him for God's temple is holy and you are that temple. You're that temple. But listen to this. This free love 
movement is designed for people to to fall into sexual immorality okay this has been open to allowing for women when i said earlier that they were advocacy for women to do whatever they wanted to do with their bodies this opens the door for them to be totally liberated to do whatever they want let's be transparent about this for a moment that statement can be women can lay with men women can lay with women women can lay with children both boy or girl women can lay with animals women can destroy their bodies from the outside in so many different ways it's not even funny um so much goes on with this new sexual liberation that they fought for back then that allowed for women to start this feminist movement to say hey this is my body I do what I daggone well please um but the mindset behind that made the women lose morality they became too bold and lost wisdom so listen to this Galatians 5:19 says now the works of the flesh are evident sexual immorality impurity and sensuality and so much more but I found it to be interesting how the very first thing that Paul speaks about pertaining to the flesh is sexual immorality very first thing that's listed second thing is impurity impurity you know what impurity means it means tainted you're not completely pure there's something about you that has a spot a, 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 some type of darkness some type of mixture you're not completely clean. Um, third thing is the sensuality. When I read the sensuality, I said, what is that? What, what is that? Sensuality is the enjoyment, expression, or pursuit of physical, especially sexual pleasure. All of this is works of the flesh. And in case you don't know, the flesh wages war against the spirit of God they're not friends so this is the flesh this is God they will never intermingle with one another they will bump heads they will never be in agreement they will never join and become one this uh, flesh is an enemy to God it is an enemy to God. So let's let's go a little bit deeper. 
Galatians 5, 17 says, For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. Right here. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. Right here. Here goes that bumping heads. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Meaning... You should not be able to be in total agreement with the things um, of this world. Something inside of you should be able to say, uh, maybe I shouldn't be involved in this type of stuff. Maybe I really need to do something different. You know, there's a dear friend of mine that constantly goes in this pattern. God spoke love into her life because the truth is he loves her. But for some reason, she can't stop the behavior that she has. After she goes through this cycle, she'll come and say, oh, I just been so bad. And I'm just like, stop it. The doors of opportunity are opening for her. And if she doesn't stop the behavior that's tied to sexual immorality and so much other stuff, the potential for her to miss out is, is going to be very real. Because one way or another, you're going to learn. You're going to learn. You can either learn it faster or keep going around that same mountain over and over that something needs to change in your life. Because these things right here, the spirit of God and the flesh, they keep knocking up against each other. And, and this part should bring you some type of conviction and this part should should actually confirm the conviction where you drop your flesh and you just become spirit when you become spirit you're able to flow in the spirit of god you're able to be free you're able to be enlightened by the things of god where there's no hindrance like it used to be when you was here in the world you become more liberated, really, really. That this, what is this sexual liberation? That's 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 the things of this world. Real liberation in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. All of heaven is open to you when you become liberated in the Lord. I'm telling y'all right now. It is so many things that us women, we go through and it's because either we don't know who we are. We don't love ourselves enough. We don't have the wisdom that God would desire for us to carry until we go through some things and then we learn the hard way. But my question is, when are we going to stop going around in these circles around these mountains? When is it going to be enough is enough? You have heard hurt yourself so much 
there's nothing left. There's nothing more that you could do to hurt yourself. Why don't you stop? Let God love you. Pick yourself up and be free for real. So, um, Galatians 5, 16 says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Romans 8, 8 says, Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Romans 8, 5 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. Galatians 6, 8 says, For the one who sows to his own flesh will uh, from the flesh reap corruption. This is what I want to really get into your spirit. For though, for the ones who sows to his own flesh will uh, from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. There's... There's a lot that um goes on when you live in the flesh. When you live in your flesh, you're living in your soul, uh, soulish uh, realm. Something just threw me off. I'm sorry, y'all heard a noise in my home. Um, and you are walking in your own wisdom, in your own desires. And you can care less about the plans of God. That road gets you in trouble. You learn a lot. But you also need to know that that road can lead you down a path of destruction. Now, our testimony is our testimony. So, you know, the plan is, you you know, you learn on that road and then you jump off that road to really excel and, and do the things that God has called you to do. But if you stay on that road... Things, what did it say? It, you will reap corruption. And maybe sometimes you can't get off that path. It is so many people that are living in the form of, or that are living in sexual immorality with this gender, um, transforming their bodies into a different way. They want to, you know, a man has a full beard, all that stuff with a long wig on. And he's basically saying, I'm a woman. That is not natural. That is not what God wants. And he loves these people, but he also needs them to understand, hey, this is not what I planned for your life. This is something that you desired because the enemy has come to play with your own will, your emotions, your whatever you're drawn to. This is what has happened. So this has been about the free love which is what um a movement that fought for people to love anybody but really it's for um them to separate what goes on in a person a person's personal life from the state and from the church so they can be isolated to do whatever they want to do which is fall away from the true word of God to live in a life of destruction or a life outside of God that's not going to save them. 
God wants to save his children. And so many people like, like I just described men wearing wigs and stuff. God is so many people like that. That's out there that belongs to God and they have no clue. They belong to the Lord. And I'm telling you, when they come to the Lord, they're going to understand why they were to the point that they were. God's going to bring back all of the stuff that happened to them. And they're just going to break down and cry. They're going to realize that they was never alone. They're going to realize that their lifestyle wasn't what it, what, what it, what it was supposed to be. And they're going to transition on to the better things that's going to bring them to eternal life. That is my desire for this whole entire series. We got so much to cover in such a little bit of time. But next week, we're going to go to another part of this um, sexual revolution. And I'm not going to name the title yet, but you'll see it next week because it's going to be three parts to this sexual revolution. So this is just the first part here. But come back so you can understand that... Um, We've gotten away from the word of God due to this crazy notion or thought or revolution, whatever you want to call it, that was created back back then about being free. You don't have to live under bondage. You can just be free to love and do whatever you want to do. And that's true to a certain degree, to a certain degree. Just because you're free in one area doesn't mean that you're completely um, free because you could be bound if you're not living in the truth. So we'll talk more about this war on gender. Have a good week. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. And this concludes the teaching by my wife, Catherine Gore. Episode 17 of Daughters of the King. The war on gender, free love. You can see how much the world has been destroyed by free love. This this perversity, this, this sexual revolution, this movement that has really started the downward spiral into the United States. Join us next time for the con continuation of this series. Like I said, my wife has done a lot of research and has went really, really deep in these topics some people may find these things uncomfortable but you have to be able to walk in the truth and go forth with what god is wanting you to go forth in thanks for listening We're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths, given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, 
Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later. <laughs>